Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Everybody, I am Derek Somerville, and along with me today is Carl Mandrioli. Carl, how you doing out in Colorado today? I'm doing great. How are you doing in San Clemente, California? Living well, my friend. Living well. We are starting a new podcast called Backpacking in Blisters: Epic Tales and Epic Trails. Uh, we're two guys who love the outdoors, love exploring, love hiking, backpacking. The whole nine yards. So we have lots of uh, stories and things to tell and share with you guys. We want to, season one, we want to, kind of our line of thread here is we want to create the perfect backpacking trip. So we're going to be talking about all kinds of topics that are going to kind of help us uh, stitch together the perfect backpacking trip by the end of season one. So Carl, anything you want to add before we get going here today? You want to tell the people about yourself? I think, yeah, just hang on to yourself and uh, be ready for all sorts of crazy stories you would be surprised at what people do out there backpacking. Not only us two, but the guys that we go along with have some things that are just downright shocking. And Carl is our senior backpacking legend. Uh, he got me into backpacking, so I'm appreciative of that. And uh, we're going to start off with a topic that's probably the most appropriate for a podcast of backpacking. The topic today is going to be newbies, uh, new backpackers that are coming on the trip. Carl, what do you what do you look forward to or not look forward to the most when there's a newbie coming on the trip? So over the years, we've had a number of new people come and join us on our trips. And I think the best way to set up this episode would be, since I'm typically the trip leader, I will give the perspective of somebody who's inviting a newbie along, kind of tips and tricks and things I've learned over the years. And I think even though you're not nearly new anymore, like not by a long shot, I think you need to take the perspective of somebody who is new and sort of what to expect and basically how to make a perfect trip with a newbie kind of from both directions. Yes, easily done, easily done. Everybody either is going to be a newbie or has been a newbie at some point at something. Yes. And I think that backpacking has one of the steepest learning curves out there. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So we both independently came up with our list of three things that addresses the newbie perspective, either inviting somebody new or being the new person. So I think we just got to go back and forth here. We don't know what we're going to say. There's probably going to be some crossover. Let's hope so. Well, I'll um I'll start us off. I would say one thing for the new from the newbie perspective is I'm trying to remember my first trip, and I think one thing I really stressed over was what it was more like what to pack. Like I don't want to pack too much. But then I was scared, like, if I don't bring certain things, what if I need it if this, like, travesty happens, you know? Um, and you're like, what if you need to have blue jeans, for example? Like, or, what are you going right. to do to look westernish 
and you got to have the genes and you don't have them with you. Like that's, that's a, that's a potential disaster. Well, right? I, you know, I mean, cause I think you, it's the unknown. Like this is my first backpacking trip. I didn't, I knew you guys, but I didn't really know about backpacking like you guys did. So at the time I'm like, I better bring a lot of stuff because I don't want to be up a creek without a paddle. But then I wasn't really paying attention to, Hey, uh, my pack's 60 pounds and feels great. The first 200 yards. And then it was like, you know, carrying a rock on my back. So what to bring is probably the most paramount thing, I think, when you're a newbie. Because you're not really thinking about, oh, this is going to be really hard to carry in five miles or whatever. You're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about, this feels great on my on my back in my house. I can handle it. Sure. And then, you know, you get out on the trail and you hike like five miles. and You're like, what the junk was I thinking? Right. That's one for me. What about you? Yeah. So I think I was just joking about the, the jeans thing. Please don't bring jeans. It's a, that's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. But I think what you're, so I think kind of the perspective that you've taken is if you don't know what to bring and you're the newbie, you got to ask what to bring. And if you have somebody who's leading the trip, who's like, I don't know, just bring like, I don't know, like a, like a pack and a sleeping bag and some socks and stuff like that. Like that's just not going to cut. But it, let right? me, let me interrupt you there. Let's probe that for a minute. It, you got, I think <laughs> le, like how many people are going to have, like, cause I was not, and I should have been, I was not somebody who's like, let me ask the guys what I should bring. So I look like a total moron. Like there's, there's that like, I don't know if it's an ego okay, factor so or factor. like the con- like you want to appear more confident because I'm like these guys are inviting me on this big thing that they do all the time and I don't want to come across as like some total moron and never be invited again. You know what I mean? So so I think it's, this does sound like some self esteem issues. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> at the time, <laughs> probably at the time, for sure. <laughs> You're sure. early to mid twenties. I mean, you're going on your first. You're going on your first trip. So to say, like, well, I don't know what to bring. I think is completely reasonable. But yeah, if you're trying to show off and be like, I can handle it, then of course, yeah, I can see why that could be an issue. Especially, like I said, if you're in your early to mid twenties and you're trying to to be, you know, to be fair, yeah. Man. And to be fair, I think I just got dumped. But that, you know, beside the point. <laughs> However, I will say this. I will say. I th- I think one misconception I remember having was, hey, I've been camping before. Um, and so I thought like I knew more of what to expect, but like when you're backpacking, you're obviously carrying everything for way longer of a, of a distance. And, uh, you know, you're not really thinking that way because you don't know, you've never done it. So you don't really know what to think. So let me piggyback on your thought. Cause one of my top three, uh, most challenging things with bringing a newbie has to do with the gear, of course, as well. It's kind of the obvious go-to. And so my, my answer for this, my first one was not adhering to the gear list and so as a leader, I think, first of all, you've got to provide a gear list. I think that at this point, you know, the fact that REI.com has a built-in gear list, there's like a million 10 essentials gear list. I'm yeah. sure like interest probably has gear lists. There's really like, no excuse anymore. There's no excuse. And so you can tailor make it to whatever, you know, specifically you're doing. So I think it's it's reasonable as the newbie to sort of expect that even from a lesser experienced uh, trip leader, but from the trip leader's perspective, I think you got to make sure that the person is adhering to it. And honestly, before you get in the car, before you go drive into the trailhead, because you don't know what they're missing. It's one thing to bring too much and to, to kind of pare it down at the trailhead, but um, I think to kind of have the self confidence to actually dig through the pack mm. and pull things out, hopefully not find any weird surprises there. Like I said, easy to pare it down, but if somebody's missing something, that could be a disaster. Would you? Would and you? Would you, as the trip leader, let them know ahead of time, like, hey, whatever you pack, we usually always go through a, a first timers pack to make sure that they're packing what's needed and not too much or make sure they have what they need. Would you like preface that? I would just because that's my personality. I think 
like somebody who's more of a um i don't know control freak is gonna be like you know they might tell them ahead of time they might not either way they're, they're gonna be super confident just grab the pack and be like all right you need this you don't need this you need this i think getting you kind of alluded to your first trip and i think just as a reference about you know i didn't do this at the time we didn't have a gear list at the time this is you know whatever 13 years ago but when we rolled up to the trailhead and unpacked the trunk, you had arrived in a different vehicle. Right. And what did you pull out, I didn't Derek? Feel that I thought, you know what? I'm going to be the guy that brings as little as possible. So I didn't even bring a backpack. I brought an oversized fanny pack and a really awkward sleeping bag with flannel. So I that just shows you how much I knew or thought I knew. Is it fair to say that you can't assume? a newbie going on a backpacking trip will bring a backpack. <laughs> I think all bets are off when you have a newbie as, as Apparently I was so. just testing the theory really. So, and it worked yeah. because I think that that might've inspired the creation of the gear list because I feel like that was like the most obvious item. And yet we were lacking there and I can't, I, as much as it has been fun over the years to, to, poke fun of that circumstance and blame you i mean honestly not having the gear list is is a big part but of let's that, so. be, and i appreciate you no, no, noting that there was no gear list for me no no reference so you know not to get into this trip but my next trip i brought way too much stuff and so i overcompensated so um over the years like i've obviously mastered what i want to bring and all that but it took a long time to get it there's so many little things you can bring on the trip but then you realize like do i really need this stuff probably not a lot of the time, or you can share it with other people. So, you know, that's part of the gear list is the yeah. group gear. But I think to sum up this point, I think, so you've got to have, if you're the, if you're the new person, you've got to have the self-confidence to ask what to bring or to ask for a gear list. And if you are the trip planner, you've got to have the self-confidence to kind of lay down those expectations and then be able to go through that person's stuff. Because no matter how dialed in you think you've got it, if you invite a new person along, they will surprise you. With Worth it to be awkward before the trip than to be painfully uncomfortable later in the trip is my right favorite. and just as a side note we brought a new person along this past summer and this is probably the most prepared new person i've ever By brought far. along was ordering stuff from like suggestions on the gear list just just at the mere suggestion of it like it already like By you know, far. Yeah. had it a couple of days later from amazon prime but still like he's like i volunteer i will bring the trash bags and he brought those very large like outdoor black trash bags like a whole pile yeah. of them like thinking that's how we're gonna pack our trash and i gotta um, say Hart was in the right i gotta time. say if we ranked him as the first time backpacker like, i would give myself like a one out of ten for sure but i think he had to be like a nine or ten like he was so involved and so excited to i'm mean, like he's like the dream newbie i would say and wow. you know later in the season here we're probably gonna pull him in for an interview so that, that was exciting. That was a nice change. I think I credit to you for um, maybe communicating expectations, but obviously his personality uh, really, really lent to that. Um, but what, what? Let's go. Let's dive into your. Uh, give me one of yours. That okay. Well, b before we dive in, just you rated yourself a one out of ten. I would easily give you a two. That's out of 10, so man. generous. And yeah, we we invited you back. Inappropriate. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. I was shocked you guys actually did that. So we'll get to that trip later in the season. But give okay. me one of yours. Yeah. All right, so I, so I just gave you one of mine. So we've got the not adhering to the gear list. Oh, the, that was, was okay. the first one. Yeah. Okay. And then um, this is one that actually came up in a recent Backpacker magazine was how to deal with people. And this doesn't have, this isn't just specific to the newbie, but I think this happens a lot with newbies is people that are lagging behind. Mm, so that's a tough you're, one. 
Yeah, because you can invite some super fit people. One guy we invited a few years ago is a like a CrossFit coach and was just like motoring up up and over like mountain passes. But typically, like if you don't have your backpacking muscles or if you're not used to carrying a heavy right. pack or you know what it feels like in your hips yeah. and all that stuff, at some point you're gonna have somebody along and they are just gonna be like suffer fest mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. This article that I read was interesting because it talked about it from the perspective of somebody who's lagging behind, like basically how mean it was for the group up ahead to to kind of rest. And then once that person caught up, right when they caught up, <laughs> rest time was over. Uh, yeah, I've had those. <laughs> and away no, that's they go. a good point, actually. I had those moments, I think, early on where I would catch up and then you guys are like, all right, you ready? You ready to go? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm dying here. But, uh, um, yeah, I need to rest yeah, so-, so I guess I'm going to throw the question back at you because for my strategy, I want to keep kind of the the wagon train moving there and especially if you've got a lot of miles or if it's a lot of elevation or if it's just a hard day you just want to keep it going mm. the more people you have the slower sure. you go but at the same time you want to honor them and make sure you're not you that they enjoy themselves so even if this is a person who you're like they clearly don't you know they're not cut out for backpacking they're hating it whatever um you still want them to enjoy it especially as a trip leader so so my strategy it, i've done i've done what i just said where you kind of wait for them and then keep going my strategy is then to sometimes hike behind them so mm-hmm. i'm almost like biting at their ankles to kind of move up a little ways but also is, is like you know to talk them through it to encourage them along and to well as mark twelve thirty one says to, to love my save my neighbors myself because honestly like if i'm struggling i would want somebody kind of to put their hand on my shoulder beside me and to, and to kind of um yeah to, to walk yeah and i will say like you know, even even this year, I think I had a I had a day that was pretty tough. You know, it's nice. There's I had to get used to having people behind me because it's it feels like I'm letting them down if I'm not like keeping a pace or whatever. But I think at the same time, you have to just get over that. And I think there's always like days where you're gonna even if you're experienced where it's gonna be a little bit harder. Maybe the altitude. Remember, I think a couple of years ago the altitude really hit me and I didn't expect it because it's never hit me before. Or one year I didn't bring them maybe the right type of food, um, which is on my list actually. But um. So there's always an element. So I think once you get over the fact of like, you know, everything and you're going to have it all down every trip and you have to depend on each other to get through this like little journey you're going on. I think it's going to make, make it a lot better for everybody. And, you know, I think just when pride gets in the way, it really makes everything suffer. So so, so as a newbie, would you prefer sort of people kind of uh, almost like pulling you along and waiting until you show up and then okay, we're still going? Or do you prefer more of like this, the other kind of the second thing that I said, where somebody's walking behind you and encouraging you? Um, you know, I think it just depends on the person, really. I think like there's some days where I'm like, you guys are behind me and I'm like, this is good. I need this. Um, there's other days I'm like, I just want to be by myself for the next couple miles. So I think every trip, you know, there's a period where like, I feel like I'm way out in front of everybody. And then there's periods of the trip where I'm like, I'm just totally lagging and sometimes i think it's good to have people to hike with you to kind of take your mind off it other times it's kind of nice just to have some alone time maybe but it it really depends so i think you know trying to read the people is is and just being up front like hey do you want do you want me to hike with you a little bit you okay or do you want me to just keep going or like just like and like don't take that stuff personally because it's emotions and like body exertion and like how people are feeling are always changing on these trips. You know what I mean? So yeah. let me ask you this question. Then. Is it appropriate to bring a cattle prod and to start zapping? the? I think prod? the electric fly swatter is more appropriate. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, those are pretty, I actually shocked myself with that. That was, <laughs> I could, I want to see what it felt like. <laughs> you can hurt well, yourself. I wanted to see what it felt like. And uh, it, it's a uh, packs a wall up. I'm not gonna lie. What do you think? Like, is that better than a taser? <sighs> Taser's like legit though. though. 
The taser's gonna knock. Yeah, but I mean, and, and then they're like laying on the trail. So at that point, you're you're defeating the purpose. But um, I will say, you referenced a trip a couple years ago. We were in uh, Aspen, Colorado, and it was day one. In, in your defense, we're we had like three thousand feet of gain, and we we're going up over a twelve thousand foot mountain pass. You're coming from sea level. I you know I live in Colorado, so it's not as big of yeah. a deal for me. You don't really exercise. So that's yeah. harder to you. I do. <laughs> well, I do, uh, but I don't like hike all the time, which I should I know, probably. I know. So, and we always get you know first day we get to the trailhead later than we want to, and a storm's rolling in, and from my Colorado experience. Mountain passes are not the place you want to be when a storm's rolling in. So we're going up this pass called West Maroon Pass, and I'm seeing the clouds getting darker and darker, and I'm thinking to myself, the slowness that that Derek is um, creating here is is to the point where like it could kill us. So at that point, like I was thinking, could I zap him with that? That would that make him go faster? Because certainly, me asking to take your backpack or your gear out of your backpack. You were not willing to give that up. I will admit I had those thoughts, but in the end, we made it to the top. No, you know, there wasn't, I think we had a little bit of rain, but there's no lightning, and so we made it up and over. Okay. You know, when you have like an impending storm or something dangerous that's happening, like it definitely makes you want to go. I mean, this is, this is all faster. new to me, guys. I mean, all to the listeners, like, this is all new to me. Like, I didn't even know this. Uh, you thought I was going to kill everybody. So this is a, uh, this is exciting to hear Basically, a little bit. I think anytime we go backpacking in Colorado, we always find ourselves on a high mountain pass with a storm coming. And in my mind, I'm always thinking, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and sometimes I'm actually saying that out loud. And then everybody's like, well, let's let's like take pictures and stuff or let's stop and like hang out here around the lightning. And I'm just like, my, I guess my my, uh, my leadership side is, is wanting to take over, but my That's hard for um, you. people... I, I, I feel like you struggle with that. The, as a leader, you're like, let's get going because I understand like how far we need to go. But then the other people are like, come on, Carl, let's just enjoy where we're at and take some picture. Right. Which is, that would be frustrating if I was you. I mean, you handled pretty well though. I mean, you definitely have your type A I moments, try. but I think you, you, have, you, have, <laughs> you have to have the type A moments if you're going to be leader out there for sure so i think you balance it pretty well like you, you'll jump in there and play some games and i'm proud of you man you're growing I'm, I'm it's good. part it of is. backpacking is that you got to grow and adapt and um and that's part of the fun is that yeah, it's not true. the same every time my Ooh. second was what kind of food to bring like if i'm a newbie i'm like i don't know because there was no gear list for me and i'm like what do i bring on a backpacking trip i don't want to bring like I mean, I know you could have like freeze dried food, which is great. There's great meals out there now. Salmon, pesto, like whatever. There's great food out there. But, you know, what do you pack during the during the day? Like, are you packing like sausages, cheeses? Like, is it going to stay? So I think like I had no idea really what to expect. So I brought lots of like crackery cookie type stuff. And I brought like this big old bag of trail mix. And I think... To this day, like I still don't even bring trail mix because I'm like, this thing is so, it's like a pound or two to bring trail mix and it takes me forever to go through and I know myself. So I think learning what to bring to eat and then I really would pay attention to what you guys would bring. Well, I think that, no, that's good. And, we, and we've obviously added that to the gear list too, the, kind, the types of food. I will say though, on that same trip that you were new, kind of a side note, we had like 12 people on that trip and people were, were signing up the night before oh, we're leaving. Yeah. It was disaster. And, and we had somebody who ate relatively healthy at the time when i was like here's what you want to bring for food she kind of looked at me and was like so <laughs> like so we're, we're this is like a healthy trip kind of like in a sarcastic way and i was like yeah i guess the food that we typically bring isn't right. super healthy because like you're just having some quick snacks right. quick sugar to keep your energy up and so that's yeah so that's sort of you know you kind of learn what your body can handle over the years we've gotten i think a little bit healthier but you did mention the salmon mm. pesto so i will this is kind of a mm. rabbit hole here but i will say um, mm. One piece of advice is if you eat the salmon pesto, 
first of all, be careful where you're dripping any remaining liquid. <laughs> and second of all, please, please do not shove it behind the, the straps of somebody's backpack. That'd be horrible. Getting the smell out of that, Derek. Well, I, let months. me just clarify. I don't know who would shove salmon pesto down anybody's backpack because it, it wasn't it wasn't yeah, me. Really it was actually the uh, little dollar fifty salmon packs that you just rip open and eat the salmon right out of those. The salmon, salmon, salmon. Like I would never ever waste salmon pesto. Let's just clarify that. No, just the, it was the leftovers. Like there was like salmon juice. Like yeah, but it was out of those little thin, you know, salmon packs that are like a dollar. This was the salmon pesto things like a, a meal. Like I'm not gonna waste that. Is it a good idea to have your backpack smell like salmon in grizzly bear country? I think it's a question. Probably yeah, not. You don't want to wake the bear that is me with other pranks though. So it really just it was okay, a double edged sword. Uh, what is? Let's let's jump into your your second. Okay. Oh, your last. My last. One. Yeah, 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 that's my last one. That's my third one. Okay, so this doesn't this strangely doesn't happen as often as you think, but I bet it does happen with other people, especially. Well, I'll just I'll just throw it out there. The worst thing to, I think to have when you are bringing somebody new along is if they're just mm. complaining. If it's a complaint, yes. yes, like that it's was, not yeah. a fit for them. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish; it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Traveled hours, maybe by plane... They're there, like you are doing the trip, and they are not loving it. And so, how do you handle the complaining? I think the the number one thing is is you've got to first identify: is this going to be somebody who's a lifer? Like, are they somebody who's going to constantly coming on your your epic trips? Probably not if they're a complainer. So, to kind of just try to make it through that trip is the, is 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 what becomes a challenge. It'd be nice, honestly, be nice if if you could just you know basically. Almost like how, how Jesus pulled it off in the book of Matthew when he's like, follow me. And then like Matthew was like, dropped everything and like trusted him. Be nice if like everybody did that with their leaders and just like, you know, just followed along and just had a good time and was like engaged with everything that happened on the backpacking trip. But it doesn't happen that way. Well, isn't this something you should want to kind of investigate when you're inviting these people? Like, are these people normally negative or positive? You know what I mean? So... Uh, but this was this was my third right. one too. Was like the the like somebody with a negative attitude is you don't want to have a negative attitude. And I remember my first trip. I was like I 
like it depends on the type of person you are really like are you somebody that's gonna like hit that adversity on the trip and like melt down or are you gonna try to like willpower your way through it and get through it and i i think some things you find out on the trail like you don't know fully like how people are going to react until you're out on the trail sometimes um when they hit a wall maybe i think that when you're out backpacking and you kind of strip everything away all the distractions of life when you're out in the wild like it just amplifies your personality like it just makes you more of who you are for better or for worse yeah so if you can sense that somebody's that way certainly but there's different types of trips man like like we're talking about you know inviting buddies along but i think the number one complaint i've ever had was when i was working in a high school youth group and we invited the high school boys on a trip and we had the youth pastor go and we had all these athletes go and i was like perfect like they can definitely handle it and then this mom signed up this kid to go who i don't think he'd ever played a sport in his life and she's like he'll be fine he'll be fine and literally like a half mile in i was i had all of his gear and i was towing him with a bungee oh, cord yeah. up the mountain yeah i remember and he was and he was still complaining. And so I don't know that I have a great solution for this. I think it's just to be aware of this. If you, I think, honestly, if you're inviting an adult along and no matter how hard it was to get to the trailhead, an adult is an adult. And if they're just having a hard time, uh, either whoever invited them or if they're capable, like it's okay to kind of retreat. Like say, you know what? This is just isn't for them. And let's go back down and go back to the car. If you're, if you're talking about, you know, bringing a youth group along, you obviously can't do that with a high school kid. So I am willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to carry gear. I'm willing to be the encourager. I'm willing to leave the person alone to kind of wallow in their own misery if that's yeah. sort of how they see it. I'm willing to tell stories. I'll do whatever. You can't change a person who they are in that moment, but you can make it better right. or the best you can make the best yeah. of the situation. So I don't think yeah, it's a great no. solution. I think you, you do a pretty good job with that too, I will say. I remember early on, you know, one trip, I think I had to give some gear away and that was really hard to do um but when your body is just like Mm-mm, no more like you have to do it and i think if you're not with a group of guys that are willing to do that it's it's hard you know because i've had to carry other people's gear before and it's obviously adds weight to you but like you have to understand the bigger picture like you want the whole group to continue to move forward rather than some guy just melting down and like i gotta go back or you know, I mean, which we talked about before. Let me throw an at you then, speaking of right. the complaining thing. Years ago, I read this book that was recently made into a movie called A Walk in the I Woods. I thought you were going to say A Walk to Remember. And I, I like, didn't watch That's the- not. That's the wrong. <laughs> Man. That's not my kind of movie. Actually, A Walk in the Woods isn't my kind of movie. It's, it's rated R, and I don't I don't watch rated R movies. And uh, honestly, like Robert Redford is the main character. Is like, it's kind of weird to have a 90-year-old who's who's trying to hike the Appalachian Trail. It came out a couple years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert yeah. Redford. Okay, okay. So I read the I read the book. The book came out a while ago, and this dude's just basically kind of he invites this ridiculous guy along, and I I forget how far into it, but this guy like they don't they don't have a gear list first of all, and so this dude packs like this this crazy amount of stuff, and he's hiking up the trail, and I I want to say it was like a mile in or something like that. He starts chucking the stuff out of his pack like down the mountain, and he's just he's just like this is just not a trip for him, and I just kind of remembered that I'm like. Like, what do you do with that guy? I don't know that he was like a true complainer, but I think like in his own personal way, chucking stuff down the mountain is definitely, you know, an act. So more like, yeah, I'm having fun, but you know what? Mm, Can't carry all this stuff. Gotta get rid of it. But uh, I know you haven't read that book yet. Add that to the list. I have a long list. We'll do a book club. What's your question about that? Am I going to throw stuff on the trail or what am I going to do? No, just I'm just trying to think of how you'd handle somebody like that. You know, we talked about complaining, like like you just never know what's going to happen. Like you might invite someone who's going to react. How does anybody? How does anybody handle something like that? That's like, 
I mean, what can you do? I mean, just you're not going to go get all their stuff. Obviously, I'm not going to probably have something like that back on my trip if they're going to act like that. It's just too much of a headache. There's so many other things that can go wrong on a trip if everybody's in a great mood. You can still have so many things go wrong. So do you want that additional, what do I call it, a blessing? No, probably not. I mean, that's hard. I think you almost have to be, I think kind of taking from what you said, you almost have to be like a a personality overanalyzer to identify like, is backpacking going to be a good fit for them? Are they going to enjoy the trip? And um, sometimes it's easier to do than others. We certainly have had plenty of disasters. My list is complete. Well, I was saying mine was yours. I had the same one for the last one, positive attitude. So we copied on that one. It's totally fine. Positive but, attitude. Um, I like yeah, it. that was. I like those. This lists. Is, My <laughs> list is better than yours. No, I'm just but I think I think in the quest for the perfect trip, we've had guys in the last five years kind of come and go. But in the last, in the same amount of time, we've had people that I feel like are going to be mainstays in our in our backpacking crew for life. So process. But if you can um, make the process better, like I think we did this past year, like you mentioned, this guy Chris is his name. I think he's going to be a mainstay on our trip, and I think because we gave him as much information, we diagnosed his personality to be a good fit. He had a positive attitude for the most part. He adhered to the gear list. He's certainly wasn't lagging behind all all things impressive doesn't work out that way all the time but definitely did with uh chris this past summer it was solid awesome. man i feel like um, it was i feel like we're hiring people for jobs almost like you know you screen them analyze them double check them it's kind of funny in a way if you think about it well when backpacking or hiking or whatever you're doing outdoors is important to you you want yeah. to make sure you're enjoying it and, early uh, on I, I, if you said all this to me i'd be like well, i don't even get wait what like why would you even care but now having done a million trips i'm like yeah, it's kind of important. You want good people to go on those trips that are willing to be fun. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning into our first podcast, Backpacking and Blisters. Uh, I want to encourage you guys to hit that subscribe button. Leave your comments and questions below. We'd love to hear from you and incorporate some of your guys' stuff in future podcasts. Stay tuned with us for next time. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about the master of disaster and uh, all the things that can and do and will go wrong on a potential backpacking trip and how to avoid them. That's We want to teach you guys how to avoid some of these travesties that can and have happened to us. So, And remember, it's not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. I want to legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv